Greetings! Welcome to Average Joe's Fantasy. I'm your host, as always, Steve Nordyke, and we're back in the saddle with baseball after like a freaking 10-week hiatus. And first of all, let me apologize to everybody out there. Uh, you know, I'm sorry, it's not my intention to leave everybody high and dry for such a long period of time. It was brought to my attention yesterday by a, a listener uh, who kind of uh, busted my balls a little bit. Cracked down and was like, what the hell's going on? I'm paraphrasing. Didn't really say it like that. I'm being more aggressive. But, you know, what's going on? Where, you know, why has the baseball podcast stopped? And why have you run a couple football ones, you know, recently? And I basically, you know, I had to come clean and tell them, uh, mind your damn business. <laughs> of course, that's not true. I had a uh, long litany of, of illnesses since the beginning of April, which I've never really had in my life before. I've always been fairly healthy. You know, I get a cold or whatever, but... Nothing outside of the normal cold and headaches. And I went to taking two ambulance rides and been to the ER a couple times, been to urgent care a couple times, seen the doctor like half a dozen times. And, you know, it's been crazy with with vertigo and and dizzy spells, uh, chronic crazy nausea, uh, strep throat, a couple of chest colds and a cough for a long time. Plus, my back was out for a few weeks again, uh, headaches, and I'm pretty much over it now, I think. I think I'm turning a corner. I still have something going on with my eyes. So I think, I don't know if my eyes are strained or if there's an infection or something, you know, but more or less everything is taken care of, just the eye thing and, and a little bit of residual numbness. So I, th- I think I'm back and ready to go. Man, it sucks when you're, uh, hit the hit, hit 40 and... It's like, like the whole damn world falls apart around you. But, again, I apologize. You know, I, I should have put out more episodes. I just haven't uh, had any energy. Tired as hell every day. Uh, but here we go. Back at it. I know we've missed some time. I know we missed some, some critical windows to get some value on some guys, which sucks because, you know, I'm still making trades. I'm still picking up players. I'm still managing my teams. And that's the information that I want to pass on to you guys and, and I feel like I've let you down in that regard. So I, you know, I am sorry. Uh, we do have quite a long season left, so we'll make up some ground here. And you know, I'll, I'll give you some some insights and hopefully some insights, hopefully some ideas that you know to help you get back in the action, uh, get back in the money, and win some leagues. Because like I've said just the other day on one of my football podcasts, there's nobody in the industry that can trade as well as I can. Nobody. You know, I'll put my trading skills up against anybody. And uh, and I'll win because I, I'm I'm damn good at that. Draft wise, as you've seen, I'm I'm a little iffy. <laughs> I I'm a little iffy and I play on emotion a little bit too much. But when it comes to trades, uh, I can take a, a terrible team and turn them into a uh, turn them into a winner. Uh, listener that gave me the cattle prod, he uh, said, "Why'd you stop with the uh, the podcast? Is it because your team sucked <laughs> and you're embarrassed to uh, to say that?" I would be embarrassed. And I told him, I was like, you know, you're absolutely right. I should have, uh, you know, I, I'm sorry. I let everybody down. But it's not because my team sucked. Because my teams are pretty damn good. And I'll tell you what I got going on right now. And last year, if you listened, you know, the teams that I drafted live were dogs. You know, they were like 10th and 11th for most of the year. And I was able to pull them up within, you know, 5th, I think 4th, and I got a 3rd. So I'm doing better than that this year. I got, let me read the Roto teams first. So in Roto, one team's at 80.5 points. They're in second. 
One's at 93, they're in first. One's at 67 points, they're in fourth. The Red October, the one that I, uh, you know, I've won, a, I've won a Red October league for like the last four years. It's the one that I really try hard to win. They're uh, they're in they're in eighth with 61 points, which is really upsetting. I have one in third at 75.5 points and one in fifth at 72.5. Those are the Roto teams. So even the Red October with 61 points is better than my teams were last year. I mean, I was down to like 48 and 51 points, uh, and I was able to come back. So I'm sure you know I've been I've been stung by a couple trades as well and some injuries, of course. I mean, Stanton has killed me. Um, yeah, Stanton losing Stanton losing Turner. Uh, you know, everybody's had injuries throughout the year, but Stanton was a big one. Um, and of course Jose Ramirez just being absolutely terrible has not helped either. Anyways, my head to head, and I think I mentioned before that I I prefer Roto, but man, I I seem to do a lot better than head to head, which I don't know. I, maybe I don't know if the blessing or not, but it seems to be the case. I have one team in fifth, one in fourth. I have first, third, third, first, and fourth. So right now, every head-to-head team is in the playoffs. And when you're in head-to-head, the number one goal, make it to the playoffs. The number two goal is to get one of those bye weeks. You know, finish first or second and get a bye week. The number three goal is make it to the money round where you're playing for money. Either the finals or four places are paid out, you make it to the semifinals. You always want to play for money. You know, every 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 time you're in a head-to-head uh, playoff situation. So all those teams right now are are potentially in the in the playoffs, which is great, and I couldn't be happier. Uh, let me read off. Uh, well, I could be happier. Let me say uh, the average Joe's Listener League, which I still have. I've been I've been active, but not as active as I usually am because nobody will trade with me. Um, I'm in seventh, and I've made zero trades in that league. Surprise, 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 uh, a, a mediocre draft supported by zero trades is not winning the league. That's a big shocker to me. Uh, yeah, I I, uh, I don't know what I'm going to do about that. It's not great. It's not a great situation. So that means anytime I want to improve, I have to overpay tremendously. Because everybody's going to think I'm trying to get over on them, which makes it difficult. You know, if I can't trade in the league, I'm really going to be stuck. So let me read some of my trades. I got a whole bunch of them here. Uh... Head-to-head league, it's in fourth. I traded. That's my dog. He's sneezing. You may get a. You may get a run of sneezes, which is kind of funny. Uh, nope, just two. All right. So I traded Soto and Glass. Now this is you know freaking eight weeks ago. Soto and Glass now for uh, Jose Barrios and Anthony Rizzo. I think I've won that trade. I traded Cano and Calame for Ozzy Albies. I feel like I've won that trade because I don't have a second baseman, and Albies is doing pretty good, top 100 player. And I traded a Voight and Hap for D. Gordon, which right now is kind of a wash. Hap is, you know, whatever. But Voight has been doing pretty well. Gordon was hurt. So, it's, yeah, as soon as, I, as soon as I made the trade, Gordon ran the DL. So that hasn't helped. Uh, but the team's still in fourth, and it's a pretty good team. My head-to-head that's in first, I traded Malik Smith and Shane Green probably eight weeks ago. For Michael Givens and Starling Marte, I just dropped Givens because Givens is terrible. You know, and Malik has been gone for a long time, and Green's still Green's still doing well. I anticipate him being traded, like I did last year, and he never was. So I think Green will be traded, and Starling Marte is you know a top four round guy, and he you know he gets banged up a little bit, but he's going to produce. I traded Vasquez, Felipe Vasquez, and Charlie Blackman for Corey Seager and Jacob Degrom, which at the time, I mean up until just last weekend, was great. 
Seager was really heating it up. He was uh, playing really well. Vasquez is a closer, which I don't really care about that much. He's been doing well, but whatever. And Blackman, until his recent freaking two weeks, two week stretch, was a top forty player, top fifty player. That's my neighbor's dog. Now I have a dog in the room and a dog outside barking. We're just, I just can't win. You hear that? Ah, it's great. So I traded for pitching because elite pitching is, is good. And at the time, it was a good trade. I don't know if I end up winning the trade or not. And Seager needs to come back quick and continue to produce. I also traded Strasburg and Buxton for Chris Sale. Right as Sale was starting to get good, like the start before he got good, I made that trade. So since I made that trade, I've got every one of his good starts. Strasburg, of course, is injured, and Buxton is, you know, a top 175 outfielder. I also traded uh, Giolito, Lucas Giolito, for, for David Dahl. Which, I mean, Giolito's still been doing well, and Dahl is a beast at home. I'm hoping that's going to turn out. I probably overpaid for Dahl there because Giolito is like a top 10 player right now. I think I could have got more, and I have got more in other leagues for him. But we'll see. We'll see how the season goes. I'm, I'm, I'm happy with Dahl. I think he's going to do well. So that's, that's one team. I have uh, the team in third, head-to-head. I traded Voigt, Naris, and Jerickson Profar for Matt Chapman. That was probably six weeks ago. Um, hasn't really. I mean, it's been kind of a meh kind of trade. And I traded uh, Felipe Vasquez and Tommy Listella for Freddie Freeman, which is great. Listella is eventually going to flame out, and Vasquez is, is just a closer. And Freeman has been on a tear. He's like a top 20 player now, or like a top 15 player. So that's a great win for me. Uh, another third head-to-head. I traded Rendon and Vasquez for Benintendi. That's kind of a loser. I traded Story and Jansen for Acuna. That is, I think that's pretty pretty much a loser as well. I traded Chapman and Buxton for Corbin. That's, oh, I think a winner, or at least a wash. And I traded Acuna and Corbin for Trout, which is going to be a winner, but may not be a landslide winner. So some of those trades haven't been great. Rendon was a bad one. You know, I just valued Benintendi higher. I also traded on that same team. Uh, Jordan Hicks for Will Smith and Rizal Iglesias, which I think is a great... I, the guy offered to me, which I think is a great trade. Uh, yeah, if you don't want to hear about trades, the next about four minutes is going to be about trades, so uh, bear with me here. In the Roto Leagues, I traded Gary Sanchez for J.D. Martinez a couple weeks ago, which I think is a good trade for me because I also have uh, uh, Contreras as catcher, so I had two catchers. And I traded my surplus for J.D. Martinez. And that's the only trade I made in that league, and I'm fifth. So it's hard to, you know, if I can't make trades, it's going to be hard for me to climb. The Roto, where I'm third, I traded Dahl and Allen for Rendon at the beginning of the season, which is a huge win for me. I traded Bueller for Sale when Sale was in the middle of his struggles. That's been a huge win for me. Even though Bueller's been good, Sale's been great. I traded uh, Christian Walker and Shane Green for uh, Glaber Torres, which I think is a win for me. And I traded Blake Parker. Apologize for the dog. I traded Blake Parker for David Dahl, which I think is a big win for me. Then on the same team, I traded Meadows and Giolito just last week. Meadows and Giolito for Blake Snell and Reese Hoskins. And I went with, you know, names over over guys coming up, which I tend to do often. Meadows has been slowing down a little bit. Giolito's, Giolito might be good, but he's not going to strike out as many as Snell. And I have, I just, I think Snell has a brighter upside for the second half of the year. Uh, and Reese Hoskins should do better than, should, should outperform his first half. The team that I'm in eighth in, uh, the Red October, I traded Cody Ballinger and Felipe Vasquez for Goldie. That right there is 
I mean, that's before the season started. That's setting me up for uh, for bad things because Bellinger has been the number one or two player all year, and Goldie has been terrible. Not, I mean, well, 190th overall is is not great. It's not it's not where I want him to be. Uh, I traded Dennis Smith, or sorry, Dwight Smith Jr. and George Springer for Carlos Carrasco and J.D. Martinez, which was a huge win. This is when Springer was the number two or three player overall, and J.D. was like 90th, and Carrasco was like 300th. So it was a huge trade for me because Springer went on the DL like three days later. And even though J.D. Martinez missed a few games with his back, Springer hasn't played since I made the trade, like two games after I made the trade. So that's a huge win for me. Carrasco was icing on the cake until he got freaking hurt. Um, so that's, uh, that didn't help. You know, when your teams are struggling, you trade for guys who are, you trade for guys who are, you know, stars who are struggling, try to, try to, hopefully they pick it up a little bit and Carrasco, losing Carrasco, you know, the trade was overwhelmingly in my favor, losing Carrasco kind of evens it out a bit, but again, Springer's been hurt. So I'm crushing that trade right now. Traded Alonzo, Jack Flaherty and, and Giancarlo Stanton for, for Soto and Scherzer. And I probably overpaid a little bit, but again, I needed players who were, were hitting. Alonzo was doing really well. Flaherty was struggling. And Stanton was obviously out. So Soto's been doing great. And Scherzer's been doing great. So I kind of traded Alonzo for Soto. The production there basically traded Flaherty and Stanton for Scherzer, in my mind. Uh, hasn't really helped. I also traded on the same team. Uh, Meadows, Didi, Sh- uh, Sean Kelly, and Craig Kimbrell for Malik Smith, Glaber Torres, and Blake Snell. Made that trade just last week. And again, I... I don't I mean I when you're behind I'm talking about it in a little bit here when you're behind it's time to cut closers and and, and really just to try to solidify spots of your week so here I was looking for elite pitching in Snell I needed a second baseman because I didn't have one so I got Glaber Torres and the speed of Malik's you know it will, will help win that category because I mean one thing I've seen this year more than even last year when you're head to head leagues I'm winning categories I'm winning like the wins category with like three wins in a week no one's getting wins it's ridiculous. I'm getting more. I'm getting more saves in a week than I am wins. I'm getting like three saves in a week and two wins or something. You know, it's it's, it's absurd. So head to head, especially, uh, go ahead and get rid of saves, pound pound the starters and get the wins, get the strikeouts, and you're also going to win. You know, if you're picking the right starters, you can win ERA and WHIP once in a while as well. Um, but yeah, so that that's I just made that last week. And the one I'm in first when I'm in head to head, the first head to head I traded uh, before the season at the draft. I traded by I traded my, my picks. I traded my I don't remember what pick I was, like my fifth pick and seventeenth pick for a first and for the guy the guy's first overall pick and his second pick. So I ended up being uh Jose Ramirez and Javier Baez for Trout and Benintendi, which has been about even. Benintendi's been slow and Ramirez has been terrible. And then I traded Donaldson and Nola for Baez back a couple weeks later, which has been great. And then I traded Waka and Weaver for Gallo and Bader. And the thought behind this was Waka and Weaver were running hot. And, you know, get a guy on a hot streak, three or four good starts in a row, they have a little bit of value. Find someone that's struggling like Gallo was. Gallo was pretty terrible, but he has a name. People know him. So if Gallo starts picking it up, his value is going to increase exponentially compared to Waka and Weaver, who have nothing. And same with Bader. Bader, I just dropped right away because he doesn't matter. So I traded these two guys who had some perceived value because they started off the season pretty well and Gallo was struggling. So I traded them together. Two guys who are up and coming. Maybe this, you know, maybe, oh, maybe this season I'm going to get two great starters. They're breaking out. For a guy who, you know, either either starts picking it up and increases his value, or eventually I can just cut him, whatever. It's not a big deal. It's not a, not a huge trade, you know, in my book. I'm just trading guys that aren't going to have value for someone who could potentially have mega value. And Gallo started to really pick it up. 
Gallo was smashing. And I, I shipped out Gallo, uh, Gallo and Colome for Freeman. Gallo was ranked like 40th when I made the trade. Freeman was like 150th. So it was a good trade for me. And since I made the trade, Gallo got hurt, and Freeman's been tearing it up. Now Freeman's like 12th or 13th overall or something ridiculous. So that's that's exactly what I'm thinking about with trades. Trading for guys who are struggling. They start picking up their value, shipping them off for other guys who have better value. Because I don't think Gallo's going to keep it up. Gallo gets in a hot streak. I'm sending him out. That's the same thing you should do if you have him now. He comes back, hits three home runs in a week, you trade him. His value is not going to be higher. And the last trade I want to go over on that team, and overall, trade segment is done. I traded James Paxton and Kenley Jansen for Max Scherzer. And that has been uh, really a goldmine because Scherzer is far better than both of those guys combined. Paxton is a solid starter, but he got injured. He's been injured for a little while. He's no Max Scherzer. So that's what we got with our trades. I feel like I've done pretty well. A lot of bold trades here. A lot of big big players moving. A lot of big names moving. Um, but I feel like I've won most of them. I've been even on a couple. And really, you know, the Rendon and Vasquez for Benintendi, not great. Bellinger and Vasquez for Goldie hasn't been great. Still have faith in Goldie. He's not Joey Votto, who I uh, refuse to drop. Even though I have him, on, I think, on two teams. I refuse to drop him. So here's a couple guys. Let's move into the next next little segment here. Um, but first, I'd like to uh, announce today's uh, sponsor for this episode, Jerry's Ball Busters. When you're looking for someone to crack down on your little nuggets, Jerry's the man. When you're looking for extra motivation and you can't seem to get out of bed, let Jerry slam on those balls and you will be <laughs> you will be back in action in no time. <laughs> Jerry's Ball Busters. Uh, you can't find that anywhere because I made it up. But there we go. Uh, let's go to our next segment. Sell high. Uh, Lucas Giolito with uh, 10 exclamation points afterward. Y- you've got to move him. You know, uh, if, if you're if you're way ahead and you have Giolito, you're trading him. You're trying to get maybe Snell. You're trying to get some, you know, uh, Trevor Bauer. You're trying to get Garrett Cole. You're trying to make a package and get one of the elite starters who, who probably, I mean, Garrett Cole, he's going to be Garrett Cole the whole year. He is phenomenal. He's not going to slow down. And if you're behind, it's time to get rid of some of these top-end guys, sell high, go get some of these dudes that are struggling, because obviously you're behind for a reason. The rest of the roster needs some retooling, needs a little assistance. So let's move Giolito, go get one of these top starters. Same for Austin Meadows. Time to package him and try to get Mookie Betts. Time to package him and try to get Goldie. You know, Meadows is it looked really good. I don't know if he's going to make it all year. We know Betts is going to come back. We have a good idea that Goldie's going to be better. Um, but if you're targeting, you know, like when you're making trades, no matter where you are, you're always targeting the bottom, and you're going to have teams that have already dropped out, which is kind of sucky because, like, you know, I'm two months into the season, and I'm my first episode coming back out, you know, so I've kind of let you down that way, you know. But you still have teams left on the bottom of the on bottom of the standings. Hit those guys first, you know. Package Gilito and Meadows together. You know, Giolito Meadows for, for bets. Guy who's struggling, and if you're struggling to get that offer, maybe you take it. I don't know. I mean, Mookie Betts hasn't been the MVP, but we expect him to be better. And I would certainly rather have Betts than Giolito Meadows combined. Especially if you're, you know, if you're in, in the top four or five. You're looking for these great, great players to help lead you into the finals. Uh, Austin Riley, the same thing. Not quite as valuable as Giolito or Meadows, but he's having a really nice season. Mike Soroka. Like, same with Giolito. Time to get one of these frontline starters. 
Uh, if you're struggling and you have Soroka, when he slows down, you're really going to be struggling. Uh, Jordan Alvarez, you can sell him high, but no one's going to give you much for him. I should have him on the buy now. And I actually sent out a bunch of offers today and got one to bite. And because he's so new, you don't need to trade a ton for him. I mean, he could have like a Juan Soto type year like Juan Soto did last year and just hit, you know, 30 home runs the rest of the way and, and really, really propel you into into the money. So I'm, I'm a buyer on him, but I'm not going to trade Benintendi or somebody like that for him, even though they're struggling. The trade I made today, I think it was, was it Jay Happ? Uh, no, no, it was uh, the Cubs, Jose Quintana, and I, th- I think Quintana and Hap. Two middling pitchers that aren't bad, but they don't have the upside. They're not gonna, so Quintana's not all of a sudden going to be Max Scherzer the rest of the season, but Alvarez could easily be like Cody Bellinger the rest of the season, and that's what you're looking for. So I, I'd be a buyer on Jordan Alvarez. I don't know why I put him on the sell high. Uh, Eduardo Escobar. That dude's crushing it. I have a good feeling that he's going to keep it up relatively. I don't think he's going to slow down to the point where you're, like, dropping him. I think he's going to be consistent the rest of the year. But if you could package Escobar and Julito and go get uh, and get, get Arenado, you do it. Same with Cattell Marte. You package him and him and Meadows or him and Soroka. You try to get uh, try to get Trevor Story, you do it. Because you, I don't think Cattell Marte is going to keep up this power stroke. But you're looking for guys who are at the bottom of that list, bottom of that league, who have a couple stars, and the rest of the team is garbage. DJ LeMayhew is another guy to package together. And uh, Zach Eflin from Philadelphia. Got great-looking numbers. I mean, he was a, was a breakout for several people. Now he's putting up decent numbers, so it's time to make that package. Put some of these two-to-ones together. Upgrade your starters. Upgrade and solidify your roster. Because, you know, at the end of the year, you're going to be running up against these games limits. And you're just not going to be able to go over them. So having a great bench is only you know only good for so long. Uh, head-to-head, it's a little bit better. You can cycle guys in and out. But eventually on Roto, you're going to run out of spots. You're going to run out of games. And, and you're going to be stuck. So I'm always trying to upgrade. Now, guys to buy now. Basically, first-rounders and second-rounders that have been struggling. Bryce Harper, go get him. He's been doing all right. Reese Hoskins, go get him. David Dahl, go get him. Blake Snell, go get him. Javier Baez was doing great. And he's been scuffling recently. Someone with bias might be like, oh, here it comes. Here comes that downward spiral. He's finished for the rest of the season. Might be able to put together a Ketel Marte and Giolito to grab grab Baez. Uh, Trevor Bauer, go get him. Goldie, go get him. Mike Trout. I mean, not every, not every buy now guy is going to be super cheap. You know, they're not all struggling. Mike Trout's having a great year. But this is where I'm talking about getting somebody like Giolito and Meadows. Escobar and Meadows. Some, you're going to have to make a big package for somebody like Trout. Uh, you got Mookie Betts on the list. Uh, Andrew Benintendi, I think he's got to get better. J.D. Martinez, go get him. Uh, Jose Ramirez, I still, I mean, last year you saw what he did. You know, after the first two months, he was terrible. Uh, I mean, the first two months he was terrible. After the first two months, he was the MVP. And then a little bit of a slowdown near the end. So I'm going to get him. He's still stealing bases, but I'm not trading. I probably wouldn't trade Giolito and Meadows for him together. Uh, it depends on how bad my team is and, you know, my areas of need. Uh, I probably wouldn't. Maybe. Maybe I would. I don't know. Depends on how I'm feeling that day. Go get Chris Davis. He just came back from an injury. He's been hitting some homers. And uh, that's really about it. You know, I, I think that's the a good buy now list. Again, Garrett Cole, go get him. If you have Clayton Kershaw, I'm selling Clayton Kershaw. Trying to package Kershaw and Meadows and maybe grab, maybe grab one of these elite starters. 
Because I don't know if Kershaw, number one, is going to make it the rest of the year. And number two, he's not striking, he's striking out a batter in an inning, but he's not freaking Max Scherzer. So there goes that sec- segment. Making, making our way through the episode. Uh, let's see. If you're struggling, you know, in Roto or head-to-head, now's the time for uh, closer reinforcements. You need you need to if you if you don't have a first baseman or second baseman, easiest way to get one is, is trading closers away. We've already seen several guys you know lose jobs. We've seen you know guys multiple guys in a bullpen get saves. I mean, I have a team that I think is tied for second to last in saves, but I got I got the who do I got? Well, I don't know Sergio Romo and uh, Blake Parker. Blake Parker is it Blake Parker? I think is his name Blake Parker from Minnesota. Um. And Jose Alvarado, I picked up off waivers. So I got some guys that I can grab a few saves. I traded away everybody else. Uh, that's what you want to do here. Especially head-to-head. I have no problem giving up one category. Uh, I like to have one closer. Because there are guys in that league without any saves. Like I said, you're winning categories each week with like three three saves. Two saves even. You know, If the guy doesn't have any closers, go on the waiver wire and grab Michael Givens. Go grab Ro- Romo. Go grab one of these one of these two Minnesota closers. You get you one one save a week. You just win a category. That could be huge. So I'm looking for that. But if if I'm struggling, if I'm losing hitting categories, if I'm losing pitching categories, first thing I'm doing is unloading these closers, especially in a head-to-head, where you're only going to give up a point to potentially you know win runs, homers, steals, average, something like that. So closer reinforcements. This is the time of the year to start moving them out because in, you know later on towards the the, the the deadline, you're gonna have guys losing jobs all the time. So people are gonna be you know working on that wire and closers are going to have a little different kind of a value then right now, right now, right now, Will Smith is still Will Smith and Brad hand is Brad hand. You know, but who's to say in a month they have any value or two months, you know, but yeah, end of July. So by the time the waiver, uh, the trade deadline comes and goes, your elite closers may have lost all value and their replacements, maybe a combination of guys, maybe somebody out of nowhere. So while you have closers on these teams that may want a fire sale, it's time to get rid of these dudes. Rise out of the Glacius, uh, Felipe Vasquez. You know, I, I'm looking to move them. Certainly, way before I'm, I'd be moving uh, Kenley Jansen or who else is a really good closer that's on my winning team. I roll this Chapman. You know, I'm moving these guys first, obviously, because they have the most potential to lose jobs. Shane Green, you know, no brainer. I've traded him on every team I had him. Uh, so that's one way to ke- come back. Another way. Not to come back, especially if you're in a head-to-head league, bomb pitching. You know, pick up bunches, bunches of starters and, and cycle them in. You know, get more innings than the other guy. Hopefully you can have a – you will eventually have a couple weeks in a row where the, you know, everything goes right. The guys you pick up, you know, you match them up right. And you can win four of the five pitching categories. And you win two or three of the hitting categories. And you win six to two or six to three or seven to seven to one, something like that. So trade closers, uh, bomb pitching for head-to-head. When it comes to Roto, you know we talked about my my final seat, you know, final week bomb. We'll talk about that later in the later in the season a little bit. But in Roto, it's all about making moves and trying to sell high on some guys and buy low on others. You know, this is a time where you want to, uh, it's it, you really have to go out and uh, and acquire some of these guys. You also have to watch your innings limits and your position players limits. You don't want to give away any limits if you have a catcher. If you're struggling, if you're behind in runs or homers or RBIs, grab a second catcher. Make sure you don't have any games uh, where you don't have somebody catching. 
you know, it's, it's, that's why I, one of the reasons I drafted two catchers in a lot of these leagues. Yeah, obviously the number one is to trade one, but if I don't, you know, catcher's going to play what 120 games, 130, 40 games at the most. So you're going to lose 40 games at at that position or 30 games at that position. That's a lot. Even if you have a, a crappy catcher, uh, you can get five homers, you know, eight, nine, ten RBI. You're going to lose batting average a little bit. But you can pick up RBIs, you can pick up runs, you can pick up homers, and three or four or five homers might be a couple spots. You know, and this this is one of the ways you can learn. One of the ways you can catch up. Same with your innings. You know, don't be the guy who who finishes 50 innings under or 100 innings under. Make sure you're always there, so you're in position to bomb the last week and maybe vault yourself into the top three. Uh, keep your injured injured list spots full at all times. Trade for people who are injured at all times, and that's what I'm really upset about because I would have been, you know, pushing, go get Judge, go get Stanton, go get Trey Turner. You want to always have your spots full, and you want to always trade for injured players because they will come back. You know, the only one we don't know about is Carlos Carrasco, and I probably wouldn't trade for him. <laughs> I certainly wouldn't trade much uh, for Carrasco. But you know, guys like Scooter Gannett, trading for him. You know, and I, I just grabbed him off of waivers on a couple teams yesterday because he's coming back what, in a week or so. Uh, Corey Seager, I'd be trading for him easily. Uh, Aaron Judge, he's still he's still he's still injured, so I'd be trading for him. Ken Giles, the same thing. Uh, Jose Altuve and Hunter Dozier. I mean, uh, these are guys I'd be either picking up if they're on waivers, like Dozier might be, or trying to trade for. And you're not trading a lot, you know. But you're trading people who have some value. Maybe you trade Michael Brantley. You offer Michael Brantley and and uh, Jay Happ for for Aaron Judge, something like that. You're yeah. Like when I mention these trades, they're 90% going to be declined. But when you send out, you know, six at one time and you have four teams, you send out 24 trades at one time, you wake up in the morning, you're going to have one accepted. That's a great feeling because you're making progress. So keep your injured list spots at full at all times. If you have a guy who's injured and he comes back, you have a spot open, you grab somebody off of waivers. You have to keep it full at all times. That's going to give you an edge, especially closers or potential closers. If you have an, if you have a, an NA spot, you're grabbing guys that, you know, fill that up. You're always filling up your spots. If they're giving you free roster spots, keep it full. Now, some of the guys I really don't like, and I'm not trading for them, really, at all. Joey Votto, who I hate. Never trading for Joey Votto. Clayton Kershaw, I'm not trading for. I don't, I think the, you're going to have to give up way too much to get him. You know, someone who has Kershaw and he's doing pretty well, they're going to want, like, Trevor Bauer. Or some combination of, uh... I don't know, Mookie Betts or J.D. Martinez or some really high-end players. You're not going to get Kershaw for Giolito. It's just not going to happen. So I'm not that I hate Kershaw. It's just that I don't think I can get him cheap enough to, to justify the injury risk uh, that he carries. Uh, Chris Bryant, I've never I, – I haven't liked Chris Bryant for years. I don't have any shares of Chris Bryant, except I think I have him on the Joes team, which is why I'm terrible. Yeah, I, I shouldn't have taken him on any team, and I think I didn't for the most part. I just don't think he's uh, going to be the same as he was, you know, when he was MVP. I think he can be a nice, serviceable third baseman, but I think his times as an elite producer, at least this season, are finished. <laughs> uh, so I'm not trading for him because people are like, "Oh, it's Chris Bryant." Yeah, you can trade. I'll, I'll take uh, I'll take Goldschmidt and uh, and uh, Trevor Bauer for him. Get out of here! Come on. So you're not going to be able to get him cheap enough. You're not going to be able to get him. I mean, if you do, someone like Eduardo Escobar and Julito, I'd rather have Escobar. I think Escobar is going to outproduce Bryant the rest of the year. And if I have Bryant, 
no one's going to give me any kind of value back for him because he's been terrible. So Bryant on the list, uh, Machado, Manny Machado. I don't. I, I kind of come and go on him. I've sent a few offers out to get him, but I wouldn't trade Escobar for him. I'd rather have Escobar than, than Manny Machado. And but if I could trade Brandon Lau for him, I'd probably do that. If I could trade Giolito for him, I'd probably do. I take the risk, especially if my hitting is struggling or my infielders are terrible. Uh, Will Myers, the same thing. I'm really not uh, high on him. Or oh, another injured guy, Mitch Hanniger, I'd go after him as well. But I'm not high on Will Myers, not high on him. I'm not high on Castellanos. You know, I, I go pick him up off of waivers. There's no Tiger hitter that I'm excited about at all. And that could really go for the Orioles as well. They're pretty pretty terrible. Um, yeah, so let's go to our uh, get off of waivers list here. I'm all over A.J. Minter. I think he could start picking up saves really quick. If you have Luke Jackson, I'm trying to trade Luke Jackson. I'm trying to trade him on every team I have. I have him on like five teams, which has been helpful. But I'm trying to package him while he still has value. Uh, Yasiel Puig has been doing hit, you know, heating up a little bit, so I'm trying to pick up Puig if he's still on, on waivers. Oscar Mercado has been doing really well uh, in the Indians lineup. Uh, Marcus Simeon, who's always underrated. If you're missing a shortstop, grab him. Hunter Strickland, he's, a, he's an injured guy, coming back soon. Uh, I'm looking at him off of waivers, some saves that way. And Azdrubal Cabrera, he's been pretty darn good. Uh, so I'd be looking at him as well. And I think it's uh, Cooper from the Maya from the Marlins. I don't even know his first name, but I know his last name's Cooper. And he's been hitting pretty darn well. The last month he's been uh, really, really a, a solid starting caliber guy. Uh, let me look real, real quick before I go. Uh, some of the predictions I made preseason. I said Rendon could possibly win the MVP. Spot on with that. I said Goldie would win the MVP. He's my, predict, my pick. Uh, it has not been okay. <laughs> Uh, yeah, not okay. And Stanton was my AL MVP. Oh, uh, yep. There we go. That's sometimes you uh, live and die by the people you like and the players that you like, and you know that's why some of my drafts go sideways because I fall in love with a guy like everybody else does. I want a goalie. If I couldn't get him in a draft, I was trading for him. Same with Stanton. I was super high on him, and Stanton's been injured, and Goldie has uh, not done well. Not done as well as he should have. Rendon's been doing great. Other than that, uh, we've been struggling a little bit. So that's what I got this week. We're gonna try to get one of these babies out every week, and uh, you know, let's 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 inch our way back into playoff contention. Let's inch our way back into relevance. Let's uh, crush these bottom feeding teams to the point where they quit, because you want to get their good players, you know, before they before they decide to mail it in. And June and July, like the end of June. If they're in last place, they're done. If they're in second to last place, they're going to be done. You're going to have the bottom four teams in the league. You're going to have one of them still active by the end of July. And you're going to see players like Mookie Betts or Goldie, uh, Trey Turner, just chilling there. You're going to see people with Charlie Blackman. If you have Blackman right now, I think, uh, I don't know if I'd, if I'd sell him high. I don't know. I don't know if you'll get enough value back for him because he is on a tear and could keep it up all year because that's, you know, he plays in Coors. But you're going to have to see the guys in the bottom of the list whose stars were struggling. And now all of a sudden, the second half of the year, they're doing really well. But they have, they have like 60L guys playing, you know. So you want to be able to get that star while he's struggling before they decide to mail it in and start playing all their DL guys because they don't change their rosters anymore. You know, it sounds a little callous, and uh, and it really is. You need to crush these bottom teams, get their good players, shred them. And if you can't, 
Then you start trading for guys on top. Just because they're on their first, second, or third doesn't mean they're smart. They could have drafted well. They could have drafted Bellinger the first, you know, third round, and they could have drafted Trout in the first round and come back with Javier Baez and Trevor Story, and, you know, they could have done really well that way. So it doesn't mean they're smart. They could have got lucky. So I'm also looking for them guys to try to try to cripple their teams a little bit. Let's unload a couple guys who you think are going to slow down. Let's unload a Giolito on them and try to scoop away a struggling star like, like, uh, like Garrett Cole. Just to give you a little edge. So when Cole continues the rest of the year, and Giolito gets th- bombed three starts in a row, and all of a sudden he's you know dropped. You can move up. They move down. You understand what I'm saying? My methodology here. Crush the bottom teams. Bomb them with trades all the time. Bottom six teams. Crush, bomb them every day. Until you figure out which ones aren't playing anymore. You got somebody with three uh, three injured list guys starting. A couple guys have been sent down. They're still starting. Uh, you can save that one and start moving up the list. You know, but you need to have active trades at all times when you're behind. Every one of my teams, not everyone, but I send out probably 10 offers a week on every team. And most of them will go out, you know, six of them will go out one time. And then uh, when someone struggles or someone gets hurt or whatever, you know, if someone gets injured and I have a couple shortstops, I'm looking to trade one of them shortstops to help them. I've said that before in, 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 uh, in, in podcasts. Be the guy who offers them a salvation. You know, if you lose a third baseman, hey, I got uh, I got uh, Eduardo Escobar right here, 20th ranked player. You know, let's go get one of your great pitchers. So be that person. Crush the bottom feeders. Make sure if you're struggling, it's time to get rid of the closers. It really is. Not to say that you're going punt, to punt saves the rest of the year. You're going to be picking up every possible guy on the waiver list that can grab a save, like A.J. Minner. That's going to be your first pickup. You trade two closers for... Uh, Two closers for Starling Marte or something, you go grab AJ Minner or grab you know you want you still want to get saved you still want to win, but saves are something that's the easiest category to pick up on the wire for the rest of the season. You're gonna have so many guys flipping teams and so many guys getting hurt and demoted and promoted. Trade them now while they have value. Pick up the guys who could potentially fill in when they get traded, and continue rolling along at your pace. You know, with saves while you're while you're retooling your roster and upgrading. So there we go. Apologies for the two-month uh, hiatus. I uh, I do I, you know I, I do really feel bad. Hopefully uh, you guys aren't like you know screw that guy. My team's already last. Hopefully you're like hey my team's in second, and you can use what I've said to uh, destroy the teams below you and pull ahead and, and and win that sucker. So thanks to Jerry for getting me off my my lazy rear end. Thanks to everybody out there who's listening. Let's keep it going. Send in some questions. You know, this is this is this is the time of the season where I really shine. Send me some trade offers. Let me know what guys you got on your team, and I'll, I'll tell you people I'd look for. Send me some rosters on player on teams in your league in the bottom or the top or whatever. I can let you know who to, who to target, uh, what kind of what kind of retooling you need, and we can do this thing together. Let's win some leagues, make some money, and uh, that's all we got. Thank you again. Average Joe's out.